Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. This is a podcast about uh, tabletop gaming and being queer in general. I'm one of your hosts, Liz, and joining me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts. Hi, this is Cassie. And hello, this is Fran. Okay, folks, so... Uh, before we get into the topic tonight, um, we're recording this on November 20th. This is the Trans Day of Remembrance, so I'm going to pass things over to Cassie for a moment. Um, so for those of you who don't know uh, what Trans Day of Remembrance is, and I'm guessing that's going to be very few of you, um, today is the day where we commemorate all the people um across the world reportedly 331 this year so far mm-hmm. um who, who were murdered because they were trans to one extent or another now uh and that's at uh 23 in the united states i believe now that's not counting the people who were reported under their dead names or were closeted and that's not counting the people who uh, committed suicide because of how horribly the world treats us. Um, it's a day to just set aside and remember and celebrate their lives and vow to keep fighting. And yeah. that's something that, you know, it's, it's very important to me. Um, I mean, it's also important to me that I use my privilege as a white trans woman to to fight for trans women of color because um, they're the ones who are being killed yeah. in this country, at least. And, um, yeah, it's been a hard day. Yeah. Here, here. We don't want to bring we don't want to bring the things down right at the beginning, but. We couldn't not acknowledge what day we're recording this on. So um, if you do hear this and you are cis, I ask you, I beg you to please fight for the rights of trans people and fight for the rights for them to live in safety. Yeah. Right to your Congress critters. Um, When people make off-color jokes, be that person who stands up and says, Yo, I I know trans people, and it really pisses me off when you talk about my friends that way. Yeah, and there's and loads of other stuff that you can do. Yeah, you know, just just kind of just maybe just be aware. Um, yeah. That being said, uh, this is our 25th episode, and that's. That's good news. That's good that news. That is good. Mm-hmm. No, no, that, that is not. That is not part of the. Um, the yeah. Bad news. Mo- moving on to happy things. <laughs> I cannot believe we have made it to episode twenty-five. Thanks all of you for listening. Yeah, like honestly, like when Cassie and I started <laughs> cooking this up, I was like, I, was like I, I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna do, but yeah, yeah twenty-five episodes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got we got Fran. Uh, yeah. And. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to spend an evening than hanging out with you two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I okay. To be fair, I could, but this is a nice yeah. Place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we have listener questions. Uh, we have a couple. Um, 
That is awesome. Yeah, so, so I was actually at brunch with a fan of ours who who's a friend of mine. Wow, cool. And she gave me some questions. Hello, so okay. person. She, she she asked to remain nameless. Okay. But uh, she knows who she is. <laughs> uh, and so uh, thank her. Thank you. Thank you, unnamed friend. Um, we appreciate it. Indeed. Oh, also, minor shout out. If you're ever in D.C. and you want a good place to get brunch, medium rare. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. Brunch is a real big thing in D.C. Yes, it is. We don't we don't tend to take it lightly. But uh, so I'm not going to keep everybody in suspense any longer. So the first question we have is what what do you all bring to the table? And so this was kind of an odd question. I had to ask for elaboration when she asked me this. Yeah, like you mean personally? Because that's, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit harsh, but. Hey, w- welcome to the imposter syndrome I podcast. <laughs> But um, no. So I like what like what kind of kit? What do we bring physically with us? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and then I guess then kind of a then I have a follow up question to that. Uh huh. Okay. So should I start? Yeah. So what do you bring uh, to the table? Well, I mean, it kind of depends what I'm playing, but for the most part, um, one or more books that I that I have, depending on what the game is, uh, pencil um dice too many dice and uh until this past weekend i would bring my calculator but it appears to have after many many years died uh just as i was adding up xp at the first edition game that i was playing right at the beginning can i can i ask a side question real quick yeah Uh what kind of what kind of calculator was it uh it's like uh, it's a ti-35 or something like that okay so Jess has we we watch like retro tech YouTubers. Yeah. And calculators apparently are a big thing. So I've I'm becoming quite the fan. <laughs> okay. I don't I'm just curious. This is, graphing, I, this is a graphing calculator that I bought um when I went back to school in two thousand actually I think this was my second calculator, so uh two thousand three. So it's lived um, a full life, is it the price. It has, but it's like got a cell, uh, no, a, um, um, solar, solar battery thing. Yeah. yeah. And, but it just stopped working. I, I don't know. Well, Ooh. solar, solar fed calculators do still have batteries and batteries do still ultimately eventually wear out. Yeah. I'm so. wondering if I can replace it then. You should, you should take it apart. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay. Ooh, no, you should send it to Jess and let her take it apart. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, so that's pretty much what I generally bring. Um, you can also bring paper, but gen, but a lot of the time, the people that um, I'm playing with, um, since I'm mainly playing and not running, have paper. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um, um I'm not too much different. I actually, <laughs> and uh, Sarah can confirm this, I actually carry a tiny, tiny, almost illegible set of emergency dice with me in my purse at all times in a glasses repair kit tube, you know, in case a game breaks out. Yep, um, I that. <laughs> and I carry pencils with me all the time because I'm a writer. 
and mm. uh, paper because uh, I'm a writer. Um, so usually with uh, when it comes to games, I bring more pencils and more paper. Uh, again, books and um, uh, dice. And lately, I've actually been carrying around that little um, that little uh, return to Avernus uh, dice box that yeah, they, that they so nicely gave out at uh, at the last uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, friends and family event because it's I don't need it, but you know it's 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 nice and it's actually really fun and it is helpful. So yeah, I've been enjoying um, having a rolling surface. Yeah. This is, this is me dying inside just a little bit oh, because they, you have no idea how much I want oh, to dude, play. Oh, dude, if we, first of all, um, we didn't actually play Avernus. We played, um, kind of a prologue. Yeah. The and, lead up to it. Yeah. Okay. And secondly, um, these dice boxes that have dice and all kinds of other things in it are actually available commercially. So um, the Return to Avernus dice box, you can you can get one. Okay. <laughs> this wasn't a special. Ooh, only people who came to this one event. No, no. Oh, okay, can... okay. So you you this... also Brian, you also bring something to fidget with, and I think that's important. Oh yeah, I was I was about to say that yeah. Um, because I have the ADDs real bad. Um, I also, let's see, um, I tend to bring, um, I've got this, uh, wonderful, uh, cup that my, uh, my sister got for me last Christmas from Green's Steel, uh, called The Beast, um, which is a, uh, it's a metal cup. Um, it's, it's freaking armored as hell. Um, and on top of that, it is, uh, it, it's basically thermos ish in that, um, it's, it's air gapped between the, uh, between the inner and the outer, uh, layers. And that means that when I leave ice in it overnight, there's still ice in it in the morning. Um, which I find just kind of stunning, but, I uh, I just pulled it up. Is it, it's like, it's silver, but like black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come in different colors. Mine is white because, oh, okay. you know, uh, but, uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, so food is also, ha- you know, food and drink we also bring, but that again, that varies. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at, at games at, at, at Fran's house, she actually has a whole setup there for painting models or working on things as she's playing because she needs to be doing something with her hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best I got is a fidget cube. <laughs> so that, that actually, that's a topic I think I would like to talk about maybe, maybe even next week mm. is mental health in gaming. <laughs> and, and yep. because like, uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about personal. So like Jess, for instance, she has ADHD. So we found mm-hmm. coping, me- coping mechanisms for her at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 of course have, you know, massive depression, anxiety, other mm-hmm. stuff. So like, like we have to have aftercare almost after a game to make sure I'm okay. Oh, oh. but it's, mm-hmm. it, but no, but that's something I think we can talk about, but. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess my setup is actually a little bit different. Um, so 
I I don't know where I've so let me so I of course I carry my dice bag my dapper Cthulhu dice bag. <laughs> um, it's um, beige plaid, plaid uh, and has Cthulhu with a monocle on it. Uh, I carry. Um, I'm actually very so I'm not particular about pencils, but Jesses. So we have um, stat. Um, I'm always going to say this wrong. State. Statler, 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 yeah, Statler, uh, thirty-six, number two pencils. Huh. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. But hey, here we are, uh, and they're what we have at the house. It makes so her I, happy. It does. Uh, so I carry. Um, I, I, it's, it's the graphite thickness because she does like technical drawings. Mm. So that kind of thing. But um, anyway. So I carry, I, I have my pencil case with pencils, uh, pens. Uh, I actually carry, I have two methods for taking notes. Um, I've got my long form notes that I've kind of, like, that is, that when I'm doing session prep stuff, I've written mm. out. And mm -hmm. then my on hand notes um, are on index cards. That makes sense. Huh. I, I've, I've done similar things when I've run games i make index cards for all the monsters and things like that like i have like plot points like things mm -hmm. i want to do like npc notes things like that mm -hmm. um i would do that on on index cards but my long-term notes are in my rocket book mm. nice if, if honestly if you haven't heard of these if you have the ability i really suggest getting one they're pretty nifty um they're reusable notebooks yeah, Rebecca had one. Um, I think she. I, I don't know what ha where where it is right now, but they're really cool. They are. I use mine literally every day. This is a paper notebook. Yeah, it's like paper. It's a paper notebook. Uh, it's got two really cool features. Like I said, first of all, it's reusable, so you can actually completely erase the entire notebook by putting it in the microwave with a cup of water. Oh wow. Okay. And and this is the cool part. Get to the cool part. <laughs> the cool part is each page has a little QR code, and you use the Rocket Books app to take to digitally scan in your notes as a PDF, huh. and they'll send it to like um, you can send it to Dropbox, Google Drives, store them in the app itself, kind of direct where you want your notes to go by hmm. coloring in various symbols on the bottom. Interesting. Okay. It's, it's cool. And the, the only downside, well, it's not really a downside for me because I like these pens anyway. Mm. But they're <laughs> the um, pilot, I think, pilot for action pens, the erasable <laughs> pens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca had problems getting the pens to, she got the special rocket pens. I don't remember what they were. But, um, but yeah, it's really cool because you can fill it up. Uh, send it off as PDFs and then just have a blank notebook again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really, so what I also, when I was um, uh, lifeguarding <laughs> over the summer, trying to, well, over last summer, trying to mm -hmm. uh, earn a little extra cash, I had it with me to just keep notes for stuff I needed to do around the pool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and it, it was with waterproof. Mm -hmm. Well, water resistant. Nice, very so, nice. Anyway, so that's what I, that's kind of my my carry. Of course, various books. Um, 
and I I don't you know I don't carry a game master screen. Really? I mm. don't. I like to roll in front of my players. Hmm. Um, I feel like it's kind of cheating if I roll behind a screen. Mm-hmm. But I also do average damage. I I don't know. I'm weird. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just find uh, uh, game master screens to be nice to hide things like maps. Well, like so the other part though is I have my laptop. Ah, uh, okay. That's my laptop is kind of an intricate part. Like I'll have printouts mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw it up to players, but. If it's just for me, it's it's probably on my laptop. I forgot that you're all digital and I'm all analog. <laughs> I am. Uh, you know, uh, I, I do serve the technocracy. <laughs> Seriously, that book is still trippy. I stand by my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I missed this. Oh, uh, I I said so. I'm reading Mage: The Awakening, second edition, for the first time. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I got it forever ago as part of a bundle of holding. So mm-hmm. I so I've had it. So I'm, I'm so I'm kind of going back. I've been been in the mood to play World of Darkness. So I'm going back and and kind of reading stuff I've never read before. And I may have said that Mage the Awakening is for people that would vote for Tulsi Gabbard. Ah uh, yes, okay, I, I did see that one. Yes. <laughs> I, I I am joking. Of course, please don't vote for Tulsi Gabbard, whether you like Mage or not. <laughs> yeah, I yep. took I I took uh, the Washington Post's what what uh, candidates do you agree with quiz, and uh, Tulsi and Amy Klobuchar were uh, both the le- ones I least agreed with. Like, if you actually like, so we're gonna get I'm gonna get political for a second because. Okay. If you look into her history, she's absolutely part of a cult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Oh yeah, she's 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 kind of terrifying. And I'm sorry if we're alienating any Tulsi fans who happen to be strangely in our audience. <laughs> uh, I'm and, I'm sorry, wine moms. Yeah, <laughs> and, and her 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 LGBT apology that she put out uh, towards uh, the beginning of this year oh, was yeah. ridiculous thing oh my god anyway, anyway so we had a follow-up question <laughs> we do have, i do have a follow-up question okay. um i'm trying to remember what it was now uh i apologize i'm not very prepared i forgot we were doing this <laughs> so uh let's come back We're to that i can't really remember what the follow-up was i'm okay. gonna look it up real quick it's our 25th show so we can really say we're professionals we are professionals <laughs> This is this is how a professional would would operate. I'm sure iHeartRadio is going to be calling me any day now. That said, iHeartRadio, please, I am available. But the problem with iHeartRadio is you you have to prick your finger to sign those um those contracts. I don't know, I don't know if I'm prepared to do that or not. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. That's the worst bodily fluid they want. <laughs> sure. But okay, so the okay. other question, uh, one of the other questions we've gotten is, how do we get? So we've got, we've we've talked about this in the past, but this was specifically kind of more product oriented. Like, what do you need to get into role playing? And that was such a loaded question. Yeah, 
that hmm. we were talking about it at brunch, and and I just kind of had to stop and think, oh God, how do you do this? How did we do this? So before we kind of answer that question, I'm going to ask you guys, what was your first like? What was the first RPG product you remember buying? D and D Basics. Yep. Set. Okay. Yep. So D and Pink Box. Pink oh, no, Box. Uh... I, yeah, I get pink, pink box. Mm-hmm. And the, there... second, the second one was the expert rule book, not the expert box, the blue one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I have the I have an expert box. Oh nice. Nice. The original expert box or 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 um one of the other editions? No, it is, I think it's the original one. I have, oh. to, I have to double check. I think it's blue with like a sorceress on the front, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's sort of falling apart, so I don't like to open it if I can help. Yeah, it. same same with my basic set. Um, they weren't made to last. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that I did uh, before a couple of moves ago, but I'm not sure. But I still had a couple of moves ago. I had the, still had the blue crayon that came in the basic set in the box. <laughs> um, okay, mine doesn't have that. I forget what okay, that was for. Because the dice, um, mm-hmm. they they have numbers etched on them, but they're but just a well. plain color. Yeah, I think mine are yellow. So oh. the idea was that you use the crayon to rub along the dice, and um, the wax gets in the etching and oh. uh, highlights the numbers. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. I do not have the, the basic set that came with the, uh, the chits. Mm. Uh, the the original basic set came. I I don't I think it came with the bag too, but I can't remember. It was a bag full of chits instead of bags, yeah. and you pull numbers. Um, but no, I I have the there there were blue dice, and then there were the yellow dice, and I have the yellow dice. So, Isn't it weird what we remember? Yeah. <laughs> well, like so, my first one was the third edition beginner's box. I love that box. That was a great box, and I've actually gone back and repurchased it. Like I got it, I got it from Noble Knight hmm. Games, uh, because I don't know what happened to my old one. I was in middle school, so God knows what happened. <laughs> but um, I can tell you the first third edition game that I pl- that that Fran and I played. What it was? Uh, it was uh, Fran's wife Sarah ran the little uh, in the in the original third edition. Th- 3.0 uh, player's handbook. No, DMG. No, it was player's handbook. There's player's a little handbook. introductory. There's a little introductory adventure, and we did it just to try it out. Uh-huh. It, as I recall, it went okay. Because no. <laughs> it wasn't really that great an adventure. No. Yeah. It was very much sort of a well, you know, now, now hit those guys. Yeah. Um, much they, they they got much better at doing the intro adventures, I will say. Mm-hmm. So, um, as the as the consummate fourth edition apologist, <laughs> I will say that take the, a drink, folks. Oh, the fourth edition box was great. Yeah, the fourth edition red box. Yeah, I mean, I ran the uh, the adventure mm-hmm. for for Fran and a bunch of our friends. There were things that fourth edition was really good at. Um, just not exactly being Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, it made it made great board games. Mm-hmm. The adventure system board games are so fun. Hmm. And and I mean, I w- I have to say that 
compared to third edition, three, 3.5, 3.x, it was a breeze to run. That was one of the big parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, I am not a confident game master or dungeon master. It was so much easier to run than I mm-hmm. than anything I had run before. Um, and uh, of course, most of what I'd run before was second edition D and D, which is notoriously difficult to run. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't think the game was well thought out. I think there's there were some problems with where they were going, which they fixed in fifth edition. Uh-huh. I mean, it's one of the reasons I love fifth edition is it took the best things from every single edition of the game and synthesized them into a game. Yep. Um, yeah. No. What? So it absolutely fixed my major problem with third edition is that spellcasters can feel useful. Uh-huh. Yes. I was so happy that spellcasting scaled finally. So, um, I'm just trying to think of what that follow-up question was. Uh, hmm. Well, okay. So, 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 how do we get into game role playing? Well, I think the important things. Basically, there are only a few things you really need for role playing to get into it as a player, and that's a pencil some paper, some friends, and brains. Mm-hmm. And even the friends are optional. Yeah, well, I mean, they are, but, you know, it makes life easier if you're starting to play with them. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't technically need a book as long as someone in your gaming group has a book. Mm-hmm. You don't even technically need dice as long as you can borrow dice from someone. I mean, eventually you're going to want to buy dice if you enjoy yourself. Eventually, you're going to want to buy some role-playing game books if you enjoy yourself, but mm-hmm. they're not requisites for starting out just in the beginning. Yeah. It's all about you wanting to do it and you finding um, some other people who want to do it and using a brain. And I mean, you know, you don't even have to necessarily find other people. Fran is right. There's, um, oh God, what are those? What are those books? The Find Your Fate books? No, um, well. the game books from. Um, the other Steve Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. blocked on what they're called. Um, I don't remember either, but what I was talking about specifically was actually there are games online. You can go on various Discord servers and join pickup games. Mm-hmm. There are games at all kinds of, you know, your friendly local gaming store will often have games. You can get any games at conventions. Um yeah. I mean, the only thing about doing things online, of course, is that you will need more than just your brain. You'll need dice. That is true. Um, But, I mean, at a base, base level, the only thing you really need besides other people is um, the interest. Yep. And some imagination. In a more practical – I'm not saying that yours is not practical. I I think you've got a good point. But, like, more specifically, I should say Mm. – I love how many, like, the current trend with game companies putting out starter boxes. Mm-hmm. And that, I, so good. I mean, I think we can, I, 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 you know, much as I hate to say it, I think we can thank Wizards of the Coast for that. Um, I, I mean, I just much, got ill. <laughs> much, as, uh, uh, much as some of their startup stuff pisses me off, like, I was so angry when fourth edition just before fourth edition came out 
when they put out the uh, the new um, preview books, I was so I actually mm. I actually wrote a letter to Wizards in anger because you know the the first the, the the first little book came out and it's this thin little pamphlet basically mm-hmm. and oh it's, yeah the keep on the shadow fell yeah and it's no 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 not not keep not, not no it's it was before that it was um the here's a preview of the rules and it mm. was it was half the the rules because they were going to put out a second little book and it was thirty dollars and I looked at it and I'm like. No, was it twenty? I mean, it was either twenty or thirty dollars. It I was at, too like, damn much. Yeah, and I looked at it. It was like, if it was ten bucks, absolutely. I'm so ex- excited about this. But it was. It not only was it too damn much, but it was only half the game, half mm-hmm. the preview, because they were putting out a second book, and I got so mad. And then they put out the um, the box, and that was fantastic. Um, and I, I think they really botched that. So I think that was part of the bad will uh, of the game. But that's just me. I don't know. No, I, I, I think that was at least part of it. It felt very weird and money grubbing. Um, we could, we could go off on, we, we could, we could uh, Monday morning uh, queer back the, uh, the uh, uh, fourth edition release for, you know, Many, many episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that would be Monday morning uh, $20 backing. I guess, Ooh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what was the question? <laughs> so how do, how do like, what what do you need to get started playing role-playing? Well, I mean, if like I said, if you're just a player and you're not getting a group together and saying, I want to run a game, then all you really need is... I mean, in a perfect world, some dice, um, a, a one, a single set of dice. But I mean, I'm sure you could borrow from one of your friends, mm-hmm. um, and a pencil again, which can be borrowed, paper, which can be borrowed. But the brain is the important thing, and the interest in learning, both whatever system you're playing and how to tell uh, the collective story that that is role playing, because that's a learned skill. Yep. Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, if, if you're more into it, you know, absolutely starter box, especially if you want to run a game, um, it was great or, or simply, uh, the game, the book of the game, whatever it happens to be. Um, like I said, a calculator can be helpful, um, depending on what you're playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what, what do you think? Well, for for me, because I'm I'm always the person who is bringing the game to the table. Mm. I, I think that's just that's just who I am. I love I see ooh shiny, and I want to I want to learn the new game. Mm-hmm. Um, I again for me it's box sets because like that. I mean that's how I got my start, and like like even right now my favorite game has a box set. Like there's a Call of Cthulhu beginners box out there. I did not know that. Yeah, there's a new one for Seventh Ed. It's awesome. Huh. Uh it's it's really, really well done. Well, that's really good. Yeah, and I mean there's nothing wrong with 
here is the box with all the stuff you need. Now go play. And like, and I think like even for established people who know how to play a game or uh-huh. who know how to role play, I oh, love box yeah. sets because mm. like it's it it it's an adventure in a box. Like I have the uh, the D and D's essentials kit, and it's an adventure in a box. And you can just play and and all. Also, a lot of these box sets come with dice, which is something we can also yeah. mention. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Literally, a lot of these sets are everything you need to play the game, including well, like, including a module. Well, like yeah, like Cyberpunk, the Cyberpunk Red module. Mm-hmm. I know. Take a drink. <laughs> no, Fran <laughs> didn't say it. Fran didn't. Yeah, say it. I didn't okay, say Fran it. Okay, Fran didn't actually. say it. So okay, yeah. If I had mentioned uh, uh, the game that made William Gibson angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah but anyway um so uh oh yeah so the shadow or is it damn it <laughs> cyberpunk red <laughs> is uh it's such a good box set because it's like it's an adventure mm-hmm. but then there are hey here are tools for how to make your own adventure mm-hmm that's, and like, and, you can... and here's the setting, and here's the mood of the setting. Have you gotten this, the box yet, Fran? I, I have, in fact, gotten the box. Oh, I have not had yeah. a chance to get very far oh. into it. I read the, uh, I read the setting. It was like, yep, yep, I remember that. I remember that happening. I, oh wow, oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's Mike. Uh-huh. Like for for someone coming in brand new to the setting, like me. I think it has done a pretty good job. In fact, well, after you read it, I want to do, I want to do like a full review of it. Mm. But or, or or Cassie is someone. Or Cassie can ask us questions about it, and we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. But anyway, well, I, I mean, like it. Yeah, I I, I, I want to play it. <laughs> We're gonna do that too. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I, I am. Oh, go ahead. So don't don't read the adventure, friend. Okay. I didn't plan to, uh, but yeah, I'm... I have been specifically instructed to uh, look at the new net running approach and uh, render opinions on that. So I definitely uh, if you, have to do that. If you if you do see Mike, if you could pass along my opinions, I think it's rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will I definitely think, do that. I think it's really rad. <laughs> I don't quite understand it yet because I'm still kind of digesting the book. Mm. But I, from what I yeah, I think it's cool. Cool. So but, this is this. I mean, it is Mike. Did Mike write it himself, or is is he working with a team? Um, he, I, I believe he put the core of it together. But yeah, they're they're building a team. They've got a they've got a guy over there now who's doing game balance. And um, uh, yeah, RT is firing on all cylinders. They've got a bunch of Witcher stuff in the pipe. They've got mm-hmm. um the full version of cyberpunk red coming and uh yeah there's a we don't see them much how are you not working over there right now Uh, the life okay basically um Um, how are they not trying to farm more editing out to you life okay basically that's fair Did, did we have we ever mentioned that Fran helped edit the Witcher um, role playing game? I think Probably we have at some point. Yeah, yeah she's she is credited in, on the uh, Witcher uh-huh. RPG. So I yeah. I need to get that. Like so, like with the Witcher, 
I've tried play. I played the very first Witcher game. Oh God. Um, I know I had sex with a dryad. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not. I don't really remember or quite understand what that game was about. I I tried to play Witcher, uh, the the original Witcher, and I just I couldn't get anywhere with it. And um, Cody basic Cody Pondsmith suggested um, going at Witcher three, and I sat down with that, and holy crap, it's I I found it gorgeous and really interesting and entertaining and um, there's only the tiniest smidgen of gay in it, but and and I've I've heard different people criticize the presentation of that, but I actually really liked it. I thought that they that they did a, a basically the world isn't friendly to our type of people. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in the world is not friendly to our type of people. And mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that without um, generating any spoilers. So can so. I can I ask can I ask uh-huh. a question? Sure. So I, okay, I have two questions. First of all, is Witcher three for someone like I said, I sort of played the first one. I, I get uh-huh. the premise. Is it yeah. accessible to just hop in because it's on Switch? Yeah, it's it's absolutely accessible to just hop in. Um, they do the they do some of the Mass Effect thing where people will at various points ask, "So what did you do at this critical point in the past game that you may or may not have played?" Mm-hmm. And you can say, "I decided to do this thing." Sounds like a good idea. Um, and so, if you did play through the previous games, you can basically say, you know, I, I did this thing because screw that guy. But um, even if you didn't, you can kind of go, well, that sounds, that sounds like the interesting thing to have done. Um, and yeah, the, the, the world's really beautiful and interesting. Um, and it has some surprising nuance to it. Um, but we're and, straight in tabletop games. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so then my second question. Mm. Yeah. I've tried to read the books. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I found them insufferable. Yeah. Um, am I gonna dig the Witcher RPG if I kinda like the world if I if I've liked the world of the games, if I kinda wanna know more, tell my own stories. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um uh the 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 Witcher books are they're staggeringly popular in certain very specific areas. They're 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 mad as pants in many ways. Um, and uh, I, I, okay, I'm going to pause for one second. Mm. I find pants very sensible. Oh, okay. And, well, and I will not have them besmirched on this podcast. Okay. Well, I I I I I, I sit corrected. Council mm. um, says you should wear your pants two times daily. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, the, I really enjoyed reading the Witcher game book, um, when I was editing it, um, they put Cody and Lisa Pondsmith put a lot of flavor into it, gave it a real sense of being a part of the world. They, um, also do some great things where they pull back the curtain and say, all right, so there's a game and a book and they don't really agree. And the authors don't really agree. And 
So, and on top of that, because you're playing the game, you can make decisions, and those decisions can profoundly affect the world. So here's how we rationalize all of that, and here's how we make these decisions. And so Cody actually has a chapter where he says, listen, if you loved the Witcher games on, you know, on PC or Xbox, and you want to run your version of the Witcher universe, I want to support you in that. So here's what we're kind of generally doing for canon, but here's how you fit it around the various critical decisions. And he literally goes through, you know, here's a decision you could have made in the game, and here's what the results would would have been playing out in our timeline in this tabletop RPG. Here's how you express the individuality that you created in your video game playthrough in your tabletop game. And I loved that. I thought that was a great idea. And on top of that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, And on top of that, he created powerful magic items that really feel powerful and feel like um, as much a blessing as a curse in in some ways. Like some of them, they're they're things where it's like, wow, that's really powerful. That does a lot of damage. Uh, I don't want to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that Buddy? Yeah, he's, he's Hi, uh, buddy. yeah. It's it's getting dark early here, so he's uh, mm-hmm. he's inside. And, like, I hear Maya trotting around upstairs. <laughs> In fact, she she came down to she came down to visit and asked to be let out. <laughs> oh, dogs. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so oh. uh, have 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 you remembered by any chance the follow up question? Oh yeah. So I ha- so the other question I have is um this was kind of a kind of an odd one but mm. I was asked like what do you so not only what do you carry to the table what do mm. you carry it in like like what what's your bag style of choice uh, hmm. uh that's that's a little harder to answer for me um because um what I used to do is have everything in a backpack because I had everything in my backpack, as Fran will tell you. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but once I started carrying a purse, I was like, eh, you know, why don't I just try to put everything in a purse and just carry the books loose? <laughs> uh, and then now I'm I'm carrying uh, the um, the dice box, which doesn't uh. fit in the purse. So I wound up starting to carry uh, all the game stuff in a little uh, tote bag, and then just mm. have like my calculator. R.I.P. and my pencil and whatnot in my my purse. You can't see it, but I'm nodding approvingly because <laughs> I have also been turned on to the uh, uh, versatile nature of the tote bag. Mm-hmm. Well, we have so many tote bags; I, I, they just seem to multiply somehow. Uh-huh. We have yeah. we have one we got from the Nib mm-hmm. as part of as part of a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I use. Yeah, I uh, just. Hmm? I was just gonna say I'm team backpack all the way. Yeah, but, uh, but I carry outlandish amounts of crap. That so. is true. That is true. I try not to carry too much to games. Yeah, yeah. If there's if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, I may not necessarily be the person you want on my team, but I'm definitely the person you want to kill and loot. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. Uh, zombie outbreak 
find Fran's corpse yep. and loot it? Uh-huh. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you do have a few machetes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, so... This is speaking of ridiculousness. <laughs> I was told I, I shouldn't have a machete. Oh, that it would probably end badly. Okay. Uh, depending on who told you that, that might or might not be something that you should listen to. <laughs> to be fair, it was Jess, and I wanted to juggle them. Oh yes. no, no, I'm with. I'm on team Jess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need you need fingers to Skype, probably. Uh. So. I cook. I've almost mm-hmm. lost fingers before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I've also have a bad habit of attempting to juggle knives. Mm. Oh. Um. Or oh, and twirling scissors like they're uh, six shooters. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. I like to live dangerously. Mm-hmm. And patch holes in drywall. <laughs> 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 anyway, on that note, so what are we what are we digging this week? What are our shout outs? Uh, I guess I can go first. Um, I I keep forgetting about this one, but this week, um, for various reasons and non reasons, I've just been really in a low mood, and um, there is a show that has been cheering me up. Um, it is available on Crunchyroll. I'm not sure yet if it's available on uh, on uh, physical media, but if it is, I plan to buy it. And it's a show called Ore Monogatari. Um, Just say that which, one more time. Ore Monogatari. Thank you. Ore Monogatari. Um, it's a Japanese anime, and it basically translates as my love story in a very set in a very manu- manly fashion. Um, and it's about this guy who's built like a refrigerator. Um, and in any shonen anime anywhere, he would be, you know, the awesome dude that everybody looks up to who beats his way to the to the front of the fight every time and saves the hero with his massive strength. Um, in this, he's a high school student and he's best friends with the most handsome guy in school. And so he never, ever ever gets anywhere with any girls and then one day um he's on the train and he meets this really beautiful tiny shy retiring little uh little uh uh wonderful you know porcelain doll of a human being um giant cinnamon roll of a person um and uh she starts sort of following him and his best friend around and he is like, oh, my God, he's into my friend or she's into my friend. I have to help them. And out of the purest love possible, because he's absolutely head over heels in love with this girl. But he also dearly loves his friend. He starts the process of getting them together. And it just goes from there. And it's it's tooth rottingly achingly pure um and incredibly sweet and loaded with all the cinnamon roll that you could possibly cram into your brain and uh it's a really good antidote for feeling truly shitty about you know humans and all the things humans do and how humans do shitty things to each other 
and the possibility of humans not doing crappy things to each other and it's it's just good so that's that's my shout out that sounds really awesome i am going to have to look into that mm. cassie what are you uh what are you into this week I'm trying to think. Um, I think one of the things I most enjoyed this week are um, actually old Donald Duck cartoons because um, we, we've got ourselves a Disney Plus uh, subscription in this house. And uh, I, the first thing I did was actually watch Steamboat Willie, um, which is a Mickey Mouse cartoon, of course. Mm-hmm. But then I've been watching old Donald Duck cartoons, um, and they're just so fun. Um, I find them they're they're a little hard to find on the um on the interface just because you know i search for donald duck and i don't see everything you know i figured i'd see a whole list of car- of donald duck shorts and they're a limited <laughs> number but you go into one of them and it says you can also watch and then you get more um it's um i i have to say that uh, disney plus it's very netflix flix like but um, there are some things I like about it. I like the idea of the collections, which makes it easier to find things. Hmm. But there are some things I don't like about it, which is um, it's very much set up to tilt you towards those collections. And it's a little hmm. sometimes to find individual stuff. Um, I have not seen The Mandalorian yet. I will hopefully be doing that this weekend. Um, so there's that. Um yeah, other than that, it's been work, sleep. Um, I have finished, I, in my grand watching of Steven Universe, I have finished season three. Uh-huh. Um, it was very, and, and season four is a, being a pain in the ass because um, for some reason, the site that I was watching on it on stopped working. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, it, it's becoming more difficult to watch. But um, I need I, to. Mm-hmm. I would say I need to I need to finish Steven Universe. I've seen was season four the last season. Season five is the last season. And okay, then I've seen up to season. I've seen season four. Okay, I'm on season four right now. Um, uh, I am vastly amused that apparently my favorite side character seems to be everybody's favorite side character, um, at least from the people I've talked about it. Who's your favorite side character? Uh, Lapis. Duh. Oh, I love Lapis. I, it's uh, I don't like picking favorite side characters because there are so many good ones. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, my, I like Peridot a lot, but I mm-hmm. love. Yeah, Clods, Clods. Mine, <laughs> mine is absolutely Connie. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no, I love Connie. I don't consider her a side character. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, absolutely not. She is a mm-hmm. core character t- as far as I'm concerned, just like uh, Greg is. Okay, I was going to say Greg. What about Greg? Because yeah. Greg, Greg is quickly my second favorite character. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I, I... Best best dad. I just don't know why, but I like Lapis so much. She's, no, some, she's a great character. Her there's all... something about... It's, it's not just... It's the character. It's the character design. It's the growth. It's the yeah. fact... It, the fact that she is immediately going to protect Steven with her life. I mean, just the way her characters develop is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, Dude, the, and the... her, 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 her uh, marriage with Peridot, let's be honest, her marriage with Peridot <laughs> is hilarious. Wait, oh they get married? God. 
I, I well, they don't actually get married, but for all intents and purposes, they're no, they're a married couple. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're 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 good. I'm sorry. I thought I had missed something. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so I think, you know, I yeah, really I really want to say the third October Day book. Oh, cool. Because uh, I'm reading, I, so I finished the second one, which mm-hmm. broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't think didn't think I was gonna cry that much. Mm-hmm. But oh boy, here we are. Um, but then, uh, you know, I think I think I'm gonna have to give it to Shira. Hmm. Oh, season four of Shira. We finished it last night. Oh yeah. We we so we do the thing where we watch like one episode a night. Ah oh, wow. uh, okay. Wait, okay, like, which is not not easy. No, because <laughs> I'm very much the person that binges things, and Jess is very much the person who likes to stretch them out and savor them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're stretching them out and savoring them. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it was so hard. But yeah, the end. Oh my god, the end. Uh-huh. I I have to ask you. How much did Pi make you cry? Pi. Pi made me cry. Wait. Uh, I guess. The, today's the day we make pot. We make a pot. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. oh my God! Yes. That whole episode just killed me. Oh. Um. I think watching Adora. Like, I don't want to give it too much. We're, we're gonna. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to be vague. I'm trying uh-huh. to be vague. We, we should do. We should do a Shira spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Uh yeah, it was. It was hard. I cried. Uh, mm-hmm. I gasped. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm so angry at certain characters. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, but Scorpia, my precious oh. disaster lesbian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's actually. I've got a sticker of her on my laptop. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so like I said, uh, October Day and Shira. So I guess I'm not really that interesting this week. Yeah. No. Those are those are but, pretty good. Yeah, I, mean, re- I just started the third one. Uh-huh. It already so small. This is this is in the description for the book, so I'm not I'm not really going to consider it a spoiler. But so children have started to disappear. Oh yes, and like kids in trouble really kind of gets to me. Yeah, I'm taking this book a little bit at, at a time. So I hope everyone's okay. I'm really worried for Toby. I know there are more books, uh-huh. but. So I'm sure she gets out, but I'm sure she's not unscathed. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just so in love with these books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, um, yeah. An artificial night is amazing. I, I did truly love a local ha- habitation and in some ways it's my favorite um, just because I loved the concepts in it without, without saying anything to spoil it. I just sort of went, Wow, this is fantastic ideas. Yeah, yeah. Like once it comes, like once everything comes out at the end, mm-hmm. like I thought this was gonna be kind of like, like oh, they're investigating a software company. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought I really wasn't going to enjoy it. Yeah. 
Uh, I, oh my god, it was, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Yep. Uh, and this one is shaping up to be also incredible. Uh, it, yeah. And of mm-hmm. course, my my precious, my precious, my precious Quentin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Quentin is fantastic. Oh, just wait. That's all I'll say. Just like, wait. Like that kid, mm-hmm. he's he's a good egg. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't. So, look at me. So I, I know. I know, Fran. I know you have read them. Cassie, have you read them? I have not. I know there is a trans character that we we have met before. We just don't know they're trans. Mm-hmm. Yep. What book is that in? <laughs> um, I don't actually remember. Uh, where I'm not even gonna be gonna give a gender. That character uh, is introduced. So, um, and uh, if I said anything more than that, it would give away who it is. Okay. But yeah, it is a character who um, shows up, does a bunch of stuff, and then at some point, as is Seanan McGuire's awesome want, oh, by the way, did you know this person was trans? And we go, Oh, oh, that explains some things, but it's not, you know, this is the defining feature of your, of your, uh, of the character or anything. It's just a thing about this person that you now know. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what uh, Karen Gillan did with um, one of the characters in Wicked and Divine, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil which one. Um, yeah. yeah. So you the closest. The closest I've come to reading any Sean and McGuire, I have to be, I have to admit, is meeting her, uh-huh. and um, just recently getting into a weird discussion with her and Rebecca on Twitter. <laughs> a very uncomfortable <laughs> <saw> discussion. <laughs> so join us, join us next week when I talk about book four, uh-huh. <laughs> uh. which is about as great a uh, an endorsement as you could possibly make. Yeah, really. Uh, like I've got my mom hooked on them. Mm-hmm. Like she oh, yeah. just she just picked up book one, and I was like, "You're you're in for a ride." Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I really liked about book one was that you could, if you paid attention, you could figure out who the killer is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, like I love that in mysteries. It makes me mm-hmm. feel so good when I can solve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When mysteries but, play fair, it's really good. Yeah, none of the CSI bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you, Jerry Bruckheimer. Get your shit together. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of Jerry Bruckheimer listening to our podcast now. Anyway, <laughs> so, folks, thanks for joining us. Where can we be found on the internet? Or where can, yeah, where can you all be found on the internet? Well, I am at Tip Transformed on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Roland Meller on Twitter. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams, book one. You can also get it on uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, both of those are electronic, or you can get a physical copy from Drive Through RPG. Uh, Drive Through Fiction, sorry. And I'm uh, very excited about the, um, the upcoming... Uh, Ver- new version of the Serpent Amphora module, which mm, yeah. will contain elements um, from 
the the prologue of, of Fran and Sarah's book, which happens to involve a character of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at little underscore Lizzie 22. And you can also find me hiding in your Christmas decorations that you are planning to take out, but won't put up for another week. And where can we be found, Liz? Uh, that's a good question. Um, oh, right. And I have the answer. Um, you can find us on Twitter as at transmissions and listen to how I spelled it. Because if you're a long time listener, you know, I spelled it wrong when signing up for the Twitter account. We are at T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S. And we are on Facebook at Tabletop Transmissions. I just spelled it all out because it's Facebook. And we can be found on iTunes and Podbean, which you probably know because you're listening to this on one of those two places already. Um, If you do... Uh, listen to us on iTunes. Please give us a star, some kind of star review, so the algorithm likes us. Um, and hey, did you enjoy our, our, us answering listener questions? Guess what? You can ask us questions, and we'll answer them, or leave us comments, and we'll talk about them. It is within your power. And remember, you can also find our podcast in select copies of The Witcher 3. Really? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm a complete liar. <laughs> you, no one should ever take most of the things I say seriously. <laughs> I certainly don't. It's been a long day. <laughs> it has. So on that note, folks, please remember, take care of yourselves, take your pills, drink some water. And uh, look out for bears. Yeah. Watch out for snakes. Constant vigilance. Yeah. Mm. Look out for spoilers. Mm Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care.